welcome to another episode of Two Guys, One Topic. I'm Ollie. And I'm Liam. And for those of you that don't know, or if we've got any new listeners out there, each episode we take a topic that we know very little about and we give ourselves a week to read and research all about it. The idea being that we do the hard work and then we share what we feel are the most important pieces of information with you, the listeners. Yes, that's exactly it. And so everybody knows who's listening, we are not experts in anything that we talk about on the pod. This is just a summary of our findings. Hopefully, by sharing some knowledge with you, we can all learn a little bit more about a whole lot of things. That is exactly right. So let's get straight on with this week's topic, which is all about veganism. Okay, Ollie, veganism, new topic this week. What do you know about it, except for those sausages that you used to eat back in like the 90s that were vegetarian by whatever that person was called? <laughs> <laughs> so I was telling Liam in the week that, um, yeah, from a, a vegetarian point of view, that I think I got scarred a few years back. So I am, I am a meat eater, but got scarred a few years back from trying the Linda McCartney sausages and they tasted like cardboard. So that sort of put me off. And so I tend to have a lot of, a lot of meat, um, but I found, found it really interesting this week. I also, I think you, you normally know if somebody's a vegan just because they'll often quite tell you that they're a vegan yep. and they'll keep telling you yep. that they're a vegan and, and why they're a vegan. So that was like my my impression of it, and I've been pleasantly surprised this week with what I've been reading. How about yourself? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, a couple of our good friends are, are vegans, aren't they? And um, quite often try and encourage us to eat vegan things, and and it's it's quite. I know it's, it's surprising, I guess, if you if you don't try these things, obviously you're not going to know. But like, I, I actually had vegan sausages today, uh, and you know. That's what I, I like. I know that is a thing, but it's all the other stuff around being vegan that I really didn't know. And I think yep. we'll get onto that in a bit. There's more to it than just food and, and being a slightly more extreme vegetarian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's a really good point. When we were all together, a bunch of mates a couple of weeks ago, I even had my very first mutt plant burger. Yeah. And it was amazing. <laughs> So, so it could be something I could get on board with. It's certainly a, a million miles better than what those Linda McCartney sausages were 10, 15 years ago. But it's a good point that you make about veganism. It is the most dedicated form of vegetarianism, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's essentially it. It's like an, a, a more extreme version of being a vegetarian. Just, But before we just get into that, well, I think we should probably sound, sound our gong about historical facts about this let's just sound the uh, this happened a long time ago gong um <laughs> but <laughs> we always try and start we go to the start right what is the history of being a, a vegan of being vegan of veganism um and it, it started a long time ago right yeah yeah it really did so veganism came out of vegetarianism and vegetarianism can be traced back to 3000 bc so that's where we're saying it started a very long time ago. And yeah, it can be traced back to Pakistan and northern India, where there were early Indian philosophers who were writing about not eating animals for philosophical reasons. And that, that led to a vegetarian diet. 
but it has come on a whole heap since then. And veganism, as we've said, is, is the most dedicated form of vegetarianism. It's now got its own strict definition, hasn't it? Yeah, according to the vegan society. So vegan is a philosophy and way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing and any other purpose. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, just to reiterate that, what Liam said, it's, it's a philosophy and a way of living and as far as possible exclude any forms of exploitation to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. So we'll, we'll get into this in a bit, but the bit that re, that I didn't know, I guess, is the bit about the, the bit at the end, clothing or any other purpose. Cause I think the, the general sort of assumption by the masses is probably if you're vegan, you, you just don't eat, there's lots of food you don't eat. And that's the end of that. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. That, that isn't the case though. No, no, not at all. And this this definition, this is from the Vegan Society. So should we just talk a little bit about the Vegan Society? That has been around not so long ago. It started about 75 years ago. Yeah, back in the 40s, there's a British woodworker named Donald Watson, who uh, he, he wanted to create a, a new sort of vegetarian uh, because vegetarians ate dairy and eggs, didn't they? And yeah. he, he was going to create a new one. And he came up with the term vegan uh, to, to, to show that you don't eat dairy and eggs. And he, he came up with this word because vegan is the first three letters of the word vegetarian and the last two. And he said that marked the beginning and end of vegetarian, which I quite liked. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So they settled on the word vegan. As Liam said, it had the, the, the first two letters of vegetarian and the last two letters but I quite like some of the rejected words that they had. So there were six of them who got together with Donald Watson in 1944 to come up with this new, this new term, this, this new branch of vegetarianism. And a couple of the rejected words that they threw about was either to call themselves dairy bands, vitans, nah. or beanivores, <laughs> which I quite liked. Beanivores. I wish that one had stuck. <laughs> <laughs> let's call our friends that from now on our beanivores are coming <laughs> but what, what, what happened though is they they then had this initial idea and as liam said it was to get rid of dairy products so vegetarianism but also adding dairy products to the list of things that they would they would exclude rather than just meat and they then in 1949 they expanded their definition of what vegan meant and veganism to also include any exploitation of animals in any way, which is where we then we come back to the definition that Liam said earlier about all forms of exploitation and any cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. Yeah. So regarding food, I think um, this is probably the, the bit that most people know if they know something about being vegan um, what their rules are regarding like what they can and can't eat. But they're very simple, really. I just got them in four bullet points. So they don't eat meat. They don't eat dairy, which is like milk, butter, cheese, yogurt, things like that. They don't eat eggs and they don't eat honey. And that's it. And the, the reason being like the dairy and the eggs, the animals are exploited, aren't they? Like that's that's coming all the way back to what they say. Those are the animals that... Um, you know, cows are 
treated poorly. They're given steroids. They produce way more milk than they should be. Uh, chickens and hens, you know, they're, they're in those huge, massive pens being forced to lay eggs and things. So, so they're being exploited. So that's, that's basically why, why they don't eat it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was reading that honey is one of the ones which is often one of the most questioned things about if it can be eaten or not. And it's, it's again, coming back down to the, the treatment of bees. So they were saying that honey is produced by bees. And we, we did a whole episode on bees, didn't we? Going back a couple of months. Yeah, we did. So we know this, that, that bees produce the honey for themselves. And it's so they can see themselves through the winter and survive to then come out into the spring the next year mm-hmm. to have a good food source. But they get overproduced and they're not really producing honey for us. It's for themselves. But we then, according to vegans and veganism, we exploit them and we maybe do things that we shouldn't do. I was reading about a pretty nasty one where when they're farming bees, they might clip their wings of the queen bee to then stop her yes. from flying off and starting a new nest or a new colony somewhere else. So that's obviously cruel doing that to bees. Yeah. So yeah, that's why, why honey is on the list of things that isn't eaten. Yeah. So that's, that's like, that's where I was with thinking in my mind, what vegan and uh, veganism is, is just don't eat meat, don't eat meat, dairy or eggs. I didn't know about the honey, but you know, you sort of, that's it. But there's more to it than that, isn't there? Um, they, they go further than just food. And, and that was a surprise when it came to stuff I was learning about being a vegan. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So there's a couple of other things that, that jump out straight away, according to the, the vegan society, where in terms of from an entertainment um, purpose that you shouldn't be going to visit zoos or aquariums or taking part in sports that involve animals such as dog racing or horse racing. Then there was some other stuff yeah. around medicine, wasn't there? Yeah, so they, they shouldn't, because a lot of medicine, nearly all medicine is tested on animals, isn't it? Before it's yeah. tested on humans and therefore exploiting the animals. So so they uh, steer clear of medicine as much as possible. But they do, they do allow you or the vegan society recommends you to take any medication as prescribed by your doctor. Um, and they've written on their website, a dead vegan is no good to anyone. Exactly. So, uh, yes. Yeah, and and again, why. coming back to that definition, definition that Liam's told us all earlier, it's where you're not deliberately doing to exploit animals. So if you need to take some medicine, you've not been the one inflicting the, you know, you, yeah, you don't practically know. possible, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. Well. Yeah. Where it's practically possible. And there was one other one around, well, some people have an argument about, well, what about if there are field mice or what have you that get killed in the production of wheat and barley when, yeah, okay. when the combine harvesters are going along? And it's, well, the vegans, they obviously haven't intentionally got that mouse hurt. So they're not intentionally, you know, putting the mouse into, into discomfort or killing it. It's just a complete accident and they're, they're not actively trying to have the animal killed. Whereas you are with chickens or fish or cows. Yeah. Another thing as well, like lifestyle wise was clothing, isn't it? Like leather, avoiding leather. I'd read somewhere. I I took, I wrote a note of this when I was reading about that. The vegan leather industry 
is expected to overtake the non-vegan leather industry within the next four years. Oh, really? And it will be worth $9 billion. Wow. That's nuts, isn't it? That's like, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I I guess, where's leather come from? Cows? Yes. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. And there's there's also Um, other things with, with cosmetics and makeup as well, isn't there? So anything that contains any animal related, so you know, and you shouldn't buy beeswax that's in anything or any shower gel that might have any any animal parts that go into it. Yeah. So the next thing, like the next sort of, you know, I was just do it in sort of stages. Like the next thing I wanted to read about was, so what's, what's the benefits of being vegan? If I decide to tomorrow to try and be vegan for a month, um, or, and we'll mention it later, Veganuary, maybe I'll have a little go at that this year. Yeah. Next year. I know you haven't and I have. Uh, what are some of the um, advantages to myself, maybe to my health uh, of being vegan? Yeah. So it's worth pointing out, and this isn't us saying this, but the both the British Dietetic Association and the American Academy yeah. of Nutrition and Dietetics. So it's basically just your diet. Pe- people who are, <laughs> are medically qualified to talk about your diet, both the British and the American Um, academies for this have said that a vegan diet a plant-based diet is good and suitable for any and every stage of life so that's right from newborn through to old age and also in terms of pregnant people as well that you should be able to get a sufficient balanced diet by by being vegan but the the health benefits that they managed to prove is that vegans they should have lower blood pressure and cholesterol there's much lower rates of heart disease type 2 diabetes and a number of different cancers are a lot lower in vegans such as colon cancer wow yeah that's nuts it's like yeah and that that's that they've proven that haven't they like yes. that's a, that that is true that is the thing it's not just a thought uh, there's also you know weight loss a lot a lot of people actually you know as, as a diet um if you go vegan you t- tend to lose weight and then sort of some of the problems, I think one of the main problems is, is nutrient deficiencies. By avoiding meat and dairy, there's lots of things that you, um, you're going to then need to replace, you know, calcium, iron, zinc, B12, protein, things that perhaps you're going to need that, that you might not get. And so they're, they're issues, aren't they? Yeah, an obvious one being dairy. And if you're not having milk and cheese, that's normally a pretty consistent source of calcium for a lot of people. So so calcium is really important for healthy bones and teeth. Um, so how is yeah. it that you can actually then end up getting calcium in your diet if you're following a vegan diet? Yeah, uh, I'd read this. Um, some dark leafy green vegetables such as broccoli, kale and cabbage. Uh, you could also try tofu. Um, there are calcium fortified cereals, dried fruit, sesame seeds, hummus. Those are ways you can get your calcium in. A lot of those also ha- have got iron in. So, you know, you can get your iron from that as well. Yeah. And then another big um, one that I, I kept seeing coming up was vitamin B12. Yeah. So vitamin B12, it's a nutrient that keeps your blood and nerve cells healthy and it helps to make DNA. So it's quite a big deal that you get it. But, uh, you know, they tend to um, fortify cereals, it's called. They fortify them with B12. I don't know what that means. Does it mean like, like put it in them? Yeah, it gets it. added in as a, as a supplement, I was reading. Yeah, Mark. Marmite's got a lot of B12 in as well, like yeast extract marmite, if it's been, um, tends to be fortified with B12 as well. So I was reading a a study that was saying that even 
meat eaters where they you do get some b12 from meat but it's not still sufficient and even people who take meat should be taking a supplement for b12 as well this isn't medical advice by me just to point out and just something where it was saying that that it's um it's something that's common even if you're a vegan or if you're eating meat and then the big one where there's that there's that idea that if you're eating meat and steaks you're getting loads of protein aren't you so if you're not eating your meat and your steaks anymore where's your where's your protein going to come from and it's really interesting that you can have a a 300 gram steak so a, you know a serving of steak is actually equivalent yep. to a peanut butter sandwich in terms of getting the protein okay. that you need so there are some okay. you know simple things that you can switch out to then end up getting your protein where you might not necessarily have, have thought that is a source of protein and there are tons of athletes that are vegan aren't there and you know obviously if you, you they're going to need lots of protein but they are perfectly capable of performing at very high levels as vegans right yeah there's a there's a really good documentary on netflix called game changers and they've got a guy on there who's he's lifting the heaviest weight on his shoulders that any humans ever lifted and he's a vegan wow and he's saying that uh, one of his friends said to him how can you be as strong as an ox when you're not eating meat and his response to them apparently was have you ever seen an ox eating meat ah nice i like that nice (laughs) good answer Good answer. So, um, and next thing then, so how come veganism's taken off? Because it doesn't it feel like the last three, four, five years, it's just exploded. Like veganism has become a big deal out of what seems like nothing. And yeah, you got any reasons why suddenly everybody's doing it or, or it's such a big deal? Yeah, I think, I think a big one, a prevalent one is, is social media. And the whole idea of being vegan, it to a lot of people sounds and feels like a lot of hard work. And it's like, well, there's so many things that I can't eat. How do I know that I'm going to get something nice and tasty? How am I going to get something that's healthy for me? And it's just, you know, a bit of a, a bit too much effort for somebody to actually go ahead and do it. But with social media, it's a lot easier for people to share their cooking ideas and, and come up with yeah. tasty, tasty things to eat, isn't it? Yeah, it's creative. It's a creative area, isn't it? Social media. So whereas before you'd have to get yourself a specialist diet book or um, cookbook, sorry, not a diet book, a specialist cookbook. That shows how much cooking I do or go to a specialist (laughs) restaurant that, you know, you can search up hashtag vegan shepherd's pie or something. And suddenly there's going to be tens of thousands of vegan shepherd's pies. and, And it just it just makes it easier for the masses to be able to eat like that, doesn't it? I've heard of a good one. There's there's one called world of vegan which on okay. instagram is at vegan they might be a good person to talk good. to that would be interesting imagine if we could speak to somebody that was like quite prevalent in the in the sort of social media world of vegans that'd be interesting wouldn't it <laughs> maybe watch this space yeah and, and the, but another reason it's taken off is like it's a bit of a cycle because as there's more alternatives out there it becomes easier for you to do it you know, now supermarkets have all got aisles dedicated to vegan and restaurants have got full vegan menus. Suddenly it's now easier. But then as more people do it, more restaurants and you know, supermarkets yeah. do it. And yeah. it cycles around and around and around and just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. 
just like a one big snowball, isn't it? Like I said earlier, I had a plant burger, which is well, exactly there you go. really new just because it was there to try and something a bit different. I thought I'd give it a go. Whereas that wasn't the case going back three months, let alone five, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also like, just, I think there's a, an awareness now of um, just humans in general that uh, about sort of saving the planet and ethical issues around killing animals and things. And it's not so much, you know, it's, it's the other side of not just being healthy myself, but also doing something for the planet, isn't it? And that's, that's the other side of, of why people are doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's pretty crazy. Some of the, the stats or figures that get quoted from, a, from an environmental point of view and a, an impact on climate change point of view, that am I right in saying this, that it's 70% of all crops that we farm globally, they go towards the production of meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the farms we've got on the planet, on the planet, every farm you see, 70, 70% of them, seven out of 10 of those farms, that whatever they're growing, whatever the food is, that is being used to feed cows and sheep and pigs so that we can milk them or turn it into wool or eat them or whatever it is we might do with yeah. them. Um, so that's nuts. That's unbelievable. That's, that's a, a massive number, isn't it? So if you think if people then, more people start turn into be vegan and having a plant-based diet you can then reduce or switch 70 percent of that farm use to be producing things that we can eat that are plant-based yeah. rather than just feeding livestock there are loads and loads of facts like this about um just the environment and what the impact is of of us eating food one of them is to do with um greenhouse gases right the un have said that meat and dairy production so wherever that comes from, cows and sheep and that, they account for f- about 15% of all greenhouse gas emissions on wow. the planet. Wow. Which is equivalent to all of the exhaust emissions of every car, train, ship and plane. So, so just these animals. Just, is that cows farting? Because I know they do do methane, don't they? <laughs> yeah. So. So, yeah, just like, you know, as you're talking about greenhouse gases and things like that, like the animals make the same amount as all the vehicles. So if we start eating less animals, that's going to help. But yeah. on, on this as well, this, on, this, this one of a million on this environmental climate impact one, did you read things about water as well? That a, a meat eating diet needs over 4000 gallons of water per day in its production. So that is obviously you know, getting water, watering the the crops that the animals then need to eat. It's then actually making sure that the animals have something to drink. And, you know, it just goes on and on in terms of how much water is needed. Whereas a vegan diet only needs about 300 gallons of water per day on average. So yeah, a meat eating one is 4,000 gallons and a, a plant-based one is only 300 gallons of water a day. And obviously water is becoming more of a scarce resource in different parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. But I, I had read controversially other way around that there are some, you know, some fruits and vegetables are massively dependent on water. Um, cashew nuts, almonds and walnuts, for example, are one of the most water intensive crops grown on the planet. OK, so they to get a kilo of cashew nuts, apparently takes four hundred four thousand litres per kilo of water to grow a kilogram 
of cashew nuts. 4,000 litres. A bathtub is about 200 litres. Okay. So we're talking like 20 full bathtubs just to get a kilogram of cashew nuts. So like, that's like that sort of... You know, we like to be, I know, we've balanced. got to try and be balanced, haven't we? we? You know, we want to try and just mention some of the other, uh, I don't know, I guess the other side of the story, other side of the coin. Because um, there's other things, aren't there? Like fruits, uh, typically they've got a high carbon footprint. Fruit, you know, when they get flown in, you know, it's, it's if I eat a, car, um, a cow that's been killed around the corner or I eat some bananas that have had to get flown in from wherever they come from, which one of those is better for the environment? It's a, a rhetorical question. I hope you don't want me no, to answer that. Because I've read another thing about like, because we, we learned this when we did our bees episode, right? Bees are used to pollinate, right? On a commercial scale. So if you've got an almond tree farm, and we actually mentioned almond trees in the episode, yep. they ship in beehives to pollinate them. Now, is that exploiting the bees to grow the almonds? I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not saying it is or it isn't. I don't know the answer to that, but it might be mine. It I don't know. One of the things that I I don't think we mentioned earlier, with again just coming back to that ethical animal reasons, is people often believe that if they're eating maybe free range chickens or what have you, that that ethical meat is okay. But the vegan okay. society very much say no. You need to be aware of some of the facts behind. What, what goes on with with this even if a chicken is supposedly free range they're they're actually only around for a, a year that's if they're a female and they're laying eggs whereas the the males will probably get killed straight away and then another weird yeah. thing that if they're living in these these cramped sheds these cramped conditions that the bird farmers is that a word the people who farm the birds yeah. poultry farmers they will they'll chop off the end of their beaks so that they then don't peck the other chickens and harm them, which is wow, obviously horrible. But yeah, that's that's a bit grim. So there, there's some other, fact, other ethical reasons. Fact about chickens: there are about ten chickens reared every year for every person on the planet. There are nearly seventy billion chickens every year are reared around the world. Wow. That is big numbers. <laughs> that was going to be my takeaway. And you've just like mentioned chicken. So I just thrown it straight out. I've got another one. <laughs> and then there's, there's also Seven. deforestation, isn't there? Deforestation. So just clearing, clearing land to then have all of this farming take place. It then obviously is getting rid of the animals habitats that they then need to, to thrive and survive. Yeah. 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 Like researching, it makes me feel like I should give it a go. Do you not find that a little bit? Like the more you read about it and that, you know, I feel a bit like I'm yeah. preaching to become a vegan a little bit because it just seems like it'd be easy, but I, I do like cheese sandwiches. <laughs> That's a big one, isn't it? When we did our cheese episode, I think you told everyone that you had a cheese sandwich virtually every day of your life. Yeah, I don't, like, I, you know, if there's a vegan person listening and want to fire me over some vegan cheese, I'll give it a go. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, I don't know. But in, in terms of the diet, there are some foods that are a bit of a surprise that aren't actually vegan, but you would probably think they were. Oh, yeah. You were, you were t- telling me these. Go on. Mention a few. You were telling me some of these in the week. So um, a bit of a strange one is sugar. And you need to be careful that you need to get vegan sugar because there's um, white sugar. It usually has bone char, which is added to it, which is the derivative of cow bones. 
And the purpose of it is to make the sugar look whiter. Lovely. Yeah, that's a bit of a strange one. You need to be careful with wine. So wine can actually have some fish extracts that are used in the purification process of of wine. So you just need to be careful of of wine. Um, But the good news is that you just need to switch from wine and beer because beer has the same. You need to switch from wine and beer and just stick to your hard hard spirits, your hard liquor. So it's bourbon, whiskey, vodka, gin and rum. They're near enough, always vegan. So they're they're the safe ones for you to have. The the Vegan Society in uh, 1990 introduced a vegan trademark, didn't they? So um, so you, you can put it on your goods or products to show that they meet vegan standards. So when it comes to food, you know, if you're not sure, just eyes open for the vegan trademark. A lot of food nowadays tell you, don't they? This is vegan friendly. It's quite hard to miss. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Apparently they've got they've got 56,000 products registered globally as, as, as being full on vegan. Nice. So. But things like gummy bears aren't or starbursts because they, they contain cow gelatin that you need to be careful with. Yeah. Um, Pop-tarts, you can't have those. They're not vegan. So yeah, there's, there's a few odd ones out there that you just need to be mindful of. Okay. Well, I think that about sums up vegan, doesn't it? As far as scratching the surface. I think we've done a bit more than scratch the surface today. It feels a bit like, it feels like we've just gone a little bit further in. And um, I've quite liked this week learning about vegan veganism and, and uh, particularly finding out that, uh, you know, it's more than just, just food. Yes. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got a bit of a better idea as well around some, some of that dietary stuff and how you can then still have a balanced diet and where you can maybe get some of the, the nutritions that you need from plant-based it, it is obviously a, a possibility given that so many people do it oh i read i read randomly that the average age that people turn vegan is 24.1 years old okay well <laughs> just randomly. Well, talking about random facts I, i've got a decent takeaway today but i think you can go first this week do you want to do you want to give give us all a little factoid about veganism or something yes yeah so my one is nice and quick and it just sort of cements what we were saying earlier about the awareness and the snowball effect and and how it's growing. And the worldwide vegan food market was $12.5 billion in 2018. But by 2025, the world vegan food market is expected to be $24 billion. So it's going to double, practically double in that short space of time, just as it becomes more and more prevalent. Wow. Wow. Mine's not to do with that. <laughs> Mine's a little bit more grim. Okay, here it goes, right? If the UK population was killed at the same rate that farm animals are killed around the world, the UK population would run out in 11 hours. <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> so obviously around the world, animals, all around the world, animals are killed really, really quickly, right? All the time, like yeah. by the second they're Dozens and dozens are killed, uh, you know, egg, um, chickens and sheep and cows, whatever, and pigs. If the UK population was killed at that same rate, the UK would run out in 11 hours. That is absolutely nuts. What a ridiculous stat. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, that, isn't it? Good one, though. Yeah, that's really, really impactful. Yeah. That is source. That, that one's sourced from a website. I, I can't remember the name of it, but it like, it, it counts 
animals dying. As you go onto the website, it says four pigs, five pigs, six pigs, seven pigs. Okay. And it just keeps going up to tell you, since you've been on this website, this many animals have been killed. And they've wow. sourced it off of there, I think. Wow. So, uh, anyway. Anyway. Great episode. Lots learned, I would say. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I, I feel I could definitely hold a conversation with somebody now about veganism, um, have a much better understanding about it. And as you mentioned earlier, it's something that I might even, you know, give some thought about giving it a try and just seeing how practical it is to do. Totally agree. We do have a very good interview lined up to talk about this a bit further, maybe raise some of these points we were saying that, you know, rhetorical points that we're not sure about, probably get some good answers to those. So keep your ears out for that. But yeah, I totally agree. Learned a lot this week and uh, it's been really interesting. So hopefully everybody else has learned something. Uh, Hopefully you can go out there and just share that knowledge with everybody. But if you'd like to give us any comments or feedback, hit us up on the socials at two guys, one topic. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to shout you out in in a future episode. We've got to go and learn something else now. And we'll get back to you next week. So thank you very much, everybody. Get out there and share some knowledge.